Cause it come my way, I can't do never see about it Started with a million dollars, gonna get me a billy I'm from the trenches, so the club leaves all of 50 Crush ice, cardiac frames or chrome hearts Niggas ain't solid as they claim, so I play it smart I'm changing well, I'm thinking, but I'm peeping the energy I love my heart in the street, so ain't no sympathy If you ain't with me, you against me, you the enemy Plan my car, sending the stars, just the life I lead Coolest thing you can do is squash the beef and still send a hit I yo, know yo, niggas yo, 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 me, yo, so what's going on, sports family, man? And we back at it again with another episode of Mike and Friends And today... We got the whole family back as a unit, man. We was giving y'all one a pop. Now we got the whole conglomerate in the building, man. We got Nate checking in from the West Coast, a.k.a. the Best Coast. Nate, what's going on, bro? Man, what's going on? You know, it's NBA trade season, free agency season, drive coming up. So, you know, I'm feeling good. We got a lot to talk about. It's hot out here. You feel me? Man. Man. Then, you man, know. It's getting crazy. Oh, ah, yeah. It's, it's going retarded. It's going retarded. And we, you know we got the usual suspect checking in all the way from Maryland, man. DC zone, DMV zone, HU zone, Georgetown zone, Jay Cott in the building. What's going on, family? What's up, gang, man? I can't complain. Bless, man. Just happy to be here talking some good, good sports talk with the guys, man. Yeah. It's going to be a good one today, man. Let me go ahead and pay the bills real quick. Um, this whole podcast is being presented by National Sports Chat, so make sure you go over there, follow us on YouTube, Facebook, IG, Twitter, everything. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Um, we there, and we'll reply to you. Make sure you go over there, tell us what's up. Then make sure you also go over there to TOV Sports, man. This whole podcast is being brought to you by TOV Sports. Um, make sure you go over there, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope. Uh, yeah, and just like, comment, subscribe. Tell Dave we said what up. Also, um, what, what he's got going on at Hoop Nation ATL. They just had a celebrity all-star game, and it's getting real good out there. Make sure you go over there and check out that. Um, but other than that, man, let's get it going, man. Woo! It's a lot going on. Man. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I got the TV just pulled up to ESPN just to see what's going on. But, man, we going to start it off with James Harden because this is the hottest thing. Man. No, we going to start it off with CP3. I'm sorry. CP3 to the Suns, man. This is one of the, the biggest um, – actually, probably one of the first uh, trades that we heard coming out. So I wanted to get you all thoughts on this. What does this mean for the Suns? Um, and how, how do you think this will help or hurt the Suns organization, man? I'm going to start it off with Cop, bro. Let me get your thoughts, bro. Man, personally, um, as a CP3 fan, I would have liked to see him – go to more of a contender, but uh, this was all in all, I think it was a good move for him, a good situation. CP3 proved last year that he can be a huge asset to a young team, young up-and-coming team, and I feel like uh, with Phoenix, he has more talent around him than he did in OKC. So yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a great move, uh, to be honest. Um, I think that uh, just by bringing that leadership, that veteran uh, playmaking, uh, well, we all know what CP3 brings to the table. He's been doing it for a long time now, man. Um, I feel like it will ultimately be a big boost to Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. I feel like uh, that move can um, be a critical for especially Ayton because now he has a point guard who can, you know, show him the ropes, get him the ball in the positions that he wants to, uh, that he needs, and. Uh, 
And yeah, man, I think it's gonna be great. I think I see the Suns being a top six team in the West this year with that with that grab. Uh, I figure if you uh, take OKC out of the, the situation, take them out uh, with CP3 gone, and and you take I, I I personally like them over Houston, even if they do retain Harden uh, with their current roster set up. And I, th- I think it's gonna I think it was a good move, man. Uh, Houston is definitely. I mean, Phoenix showed last year uh, the bubble. That they have some talent, uh, even with the pieces they lost. I yeah. feel like you know, they still have. I mean, Ubre was a Ubre. I, I really like Ubre. He's a he's a young, exciting player. But they have a couple other pieces. Um, and I think the biggest thing was the fact that they were able to retain that tenth pick in this year's draft. That's huge as well. Yeah, we can grab another young up and coming piece who could possibly make some noise for him. So I, I like the move all in all. Mm-hmm. Nate, man, let me get your thoughts on this. Do you think this was a good move for CP3 and the Suns? Man, I'd have to agree with uh with what Kat said. You know, uh, the Suns go ahead. They bring in an established veteran in Chris Paul. Uh, like he said, you know, we saw what he could do with a young team last year. Shea Gilgis, you know, Lou Dort, who wasn't even really a household name at all. You know, Dennis Schroeder, um, Terrence Ferguson, Darius Baisley, those young, that young core. And to Kat's point, I think the Suns have an even better young core. Uh, obviously, you know, you throw Devin Booker, one of the best, like, young scorers in the game. And then you throw in DeAndre Aiden, who I think will be a big wild card toward their success. Yeah. Uh, I think they could crack that 6C, you know, 6-7 range. Uh, you know, like I said, you get rid of OKC. You get rid of pretty much the Rockets uh, in front of them. You know, they could possibly challenge somebody like Utah. Uh, you know, I like De- uh, Donovan Mitchell over there with Rudy Gobert. But, you know, Chris Paul, Devin uh, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiden – that's pretty scary, you know, and they got a playmaker off the bench and Dario Sarge. They got Mike Howe Bridges, who I think, you know, people were saying they wish they could keep Kelly Oubre. But, you know, in trades, they're going to want something valuable. So, you know, that's respect to Kelly Oubre that uh, OKC coveted him in this deal. But, um, you know, Mike Howe Bridges could kind of fill in that role. He's a great three-point shooter, and he's a traditional 3 and D guy. You know, a lot that term's thrown around a lot, but he can really defend the three-point line. And I don't think that's what they have with Kelly Oubre. He's a great athlete, but, you know, I wouldn't consider him a good defender. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I really do like the deal. I was watching first take earlier. I thought it was, you know, people need to pump their brakes a little bit, talking about the Suns going to possible conference finals. You know, that's something that's Chris Paul's only done once in, you know, once in his career so far. So as good as he is, you know, I can't expect him to lead the Suns team to the promised land. You know, a top four seed, I think that's exceeding expectations most definitely. Uh, especially in a Western Conference that's getting Golden State back in the mix, you know, I think that that top four and home home court might be a little difficult, but I definitely see them making the playoffs. Though Devin Booker, he'll get looks a lot easier. You know, that thirty points will be a lot more crispy. So that's what I'm looking for next year for them. Man, man, we got we got we got a <laughs> second in. We got we got one of the the biggest trolls out here, man. Oh, <laughs> man. Building, man, what's going on, man? You all good? What's the word, my guys? Man, what's going on, buddy? We just got into this first topic, man, and uh, it's Chris Paul to the Suns. I just wanted everybody's reaction. Um, do you think this is a good look and all that? But I'm gonna I'm go before I let you uh, answer the question, Ken. Uh, I, I definitely I think it was definitely a good look, man. I, I feel like just uh, being able to put Devin Booker strictly in the two guard role would be 
definitely beneficial for for the team and him personally. I see him him averaging anywhere between twenty seven and thirty points this season. Um, because I, I feel like it'll just be easier for him. He doesn't have to have the ball in his hand coming down the court to create for himself or other people. Um, and having one of the best creators on your team, it'll just make it that much easier. Then you got DeAndre Aiden that's coming off a, a 19, 12, and uh, three seasons. So he great, great uh, start to the season. Um, I feel like he's, he showed that he's able to stay healthy. I feel like um, – Chris Paul would be able to do some things with him nice in the pick and roll and give him some good looks, like you said, caught around the basket. And um, lastly, like you said, just the the tenth the tenth uh, overall pick in this draft, man. I feel like that's a good look as well, being able to keep that because uh, I, they gave a lot up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They gave yeah. a lot up. Me personally, you- I would like them to keep Ubre. But I know that was probably like one of the first things that had to go, if anything, because he's a good young talent within itself but um they're not far off man I, I definitely feel like they they'll be in the middle of the pack for the playoffs definitely around that four to six seed and uh i don't know man we we depending on how they how they grow and this season goes man they they could possibly pull out a first round w so it could get interesting out there man a good a good group of talent and a great vet leading the way and uh we definitely just saying with with cp3 with cp3 just did out in okc so Everything's looking promising right now for the uh, Phoenix Suns. I want to add one thing to that uh, point, uh, just about DeAndre Aiden and why, like, you know, I think that he's pretty instrumental to their success coming up because I think the one issue that Chris Paul always had with DeAndre Jordan was, you know, he's an amazing lob threat, around the rim threat, you know, uh, elite finisher, but you can't really extend uh, outside the paint with a dude like DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Chris Paul has really ever played with like a big that can kind of shoot that. 15 to 20 footer because Steven Adams still wouldn't really shoot that. You know, Clint Capello really wasn't shooting that either. Uh, so now he finally has a big he can, who he can run like a nice mid range pick and pop uh, game with. So I think that should unlock like the next level for DeAndre Aiden. But it's all about his, you know, work ethic and becoming and, a bit better defender too. And the other thing too is he's a true five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like at the end of the day, he, he's a real five. Um, like you say, he can stretch it out a little bit, but he's at, at heart, he's a true five. So that's just a good look, especially to have a dominant five because not a lot of teams. And we've seen it even with AD, even though AD uh, a stretch player, but we've seen like having a big guy that could really demand the ball and really do anything he wants is definitely beneficial because a lot of teams are having um, height deficiencies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Niggas is not glad for size, bro. Uh, Kendall, let me get your thoughts just on the Suns. Do you think this was a good pickup for the Suns, and do you think this was a good move for CP3? I, I think uh, it's a, a good move for the Suns just because on the simple fact that um, CP3 has shown that he's he's definitely a person that, that can win. Mm-hmm. Right. So now that, you know, he, he can teach people how to win. Like when you got that, that winning mentality and you're around certain people, you know, that that rubs off. So for them, that organization is good. But for him personally, if win the ring before he left, that wasn't a good decision. You know, even though he didn't really have much to say about that. I mean, in that because he got he got traded and they was doing what's best for the organization. Um in that regard, he lost. But as far as for the team, you know, the organization, they they definitely won because 
you know, it, it's a lot that he can teach them, you know, and they young. And you see what he did with a young uh, OKC. You know, he got them boys ready, ready to play. So that's a great move, if you ask me, if I was the organization. But is it going to matter? I doubt it. He ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? I feel like to that point, it, it, with a team that struggled uh, like the Suns in the past couple of years, just making it to the playoffs is a, is a huge step of progress. So, oh, for sure. I feel like that, yeah. that, I mean, it does yeah, in that sense. I mean, everybody can't can't win a, a championship. So, I mean, sure. it, it will be, like you said, it's a great boost for, for the Phoenix Suns organization just to make it to the shoot first round. But second round would be a tremendous season. Well, for, I think their model right. should be OKC of this year. Like, you know, if they get to the play, well, obviously we're expecting them to get to the playoffs, but get to the playoffs, have a competitive first round series, put yourself in a position to win. You know, if you lose to an eventual contender, that doesn't mean it's a failure of a season, but, you know, at least getting in the playoffs, like you said, and, and experience playoff basketball, especially for somebody like Devin Booker, that's, you know, very important. So I just want them to be competitive in the playoffs. Maybe, you know, get a first-round surprise, but uh, I don't see them going past the second round. I think that's All right, we got to ask dramatic. this question, though. We got to ask this question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are we bumping out? OKC and the Rockets. Okay, we we play, we, okay we, we replacing them for OKC. Houston. But – Rockets, Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you think they finish? Yeah, if they if yeah. they let off a hard, they done. If they, if I feel, hard, hey, personally, I think even if they keep Harden, I like I like uh, things. So. I think with Harden, I can give them. I I probably give them like a seven seed. Yeah. Uh, they still got some stuff to do with their roster, but I think the Suns can definitely give them a pretty solid battle with Chris Paul now and Devin Booker, who we saw in the bubble. You know, going at the best of the best defenders in the NBA. So right. you know, I think that he can, with a bona fide point guard, now crack that six seed. I'm not saying that he'll be up there with the likes of you know. I think the Mavericks will still be higher than them with Luca, considering what he did this year. I got the Warriors still being higher than them, the Clippers, Lakers. Uh, but you know, they they can compete with definitely somebody like the Rockets or one of those lower seeds like Portland. Just like the comment we just got, just said they, I think they could possibly compete with Utah as well. Nah, yeah, for sure. I was about to say that. I, I sure. think, yeah, knock Utah off. You know what I'm saying? And I, hey, hey, for all the guys, I don't like it. Hey, man, it just is what it is. I feel like, um, I may be tripping. Nah, not Denver. Denver. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to say the Nuggets. Just hey, yet. yeah, man, y'all better move off the Denver. Michael, you better move off the Denver train, bro. They, <laughs> they coming. I'm telling you, they coming. <laughs> They they are one piece away. They're one piece they away from being that that contending team. I'm surprised they didn't get get Drew. That that's a big uh, loss for them. That Milwaukee ended up getting Drew because I thought he was the perfect piece instead of Gary Harris. You replace Gary Harris and you know maybe uh, Ball Ball or something with Drew Holiday. That's a scary. That's a scary starting five. My thing with them, I just hope they could bring Grant back. But before we get too off. Uh, too off on just other stuff. Let's let's go to this next one, man, which is an, another big one. We got James Harden. We got the Brooklyn next politicking hard for James Harden. So I need to um I need to get y'all thoughts just on. Do y'all think this just the whole move within itself? Is this a good look for Harden? Is this a good look for Brooklyn? Uh, we gonna get back into that. We gonna get back into Houston. No, we could go. We could get into Houston now. Just with everything with the yeah. team. So I, I definitely need to know, is this a good look for them? Uh, what do you all expect? 
for uh, from the next going forward, if even if they uh, aren't able to get Harden. I'm going to start it off with Nate. Man, uh, you know, I like the move from a talent standpoint, but from a fit standpoint, to me, it really doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm, you know, I was already kind of curious about the fit with KD and Kyrie, considering that, like, you know, Kyrie's not your traditional point guard. He's more of a scorer. Yeah. But you add Jay Harden in the mix. I mean, that's 36 points a game. You could almost be talking about, like, 96 points from, like, those three alone. You feel me? Just based off their averages. Like, that's, you know, I don't think it's enough basketball. I think eventually Jay Harden ends up staying because I, I'm not sure what the Rockets really want back. Like, do you really want Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert for somebody you have under contract for two more years at least, you know? Uh, or are you going to try to at least build around Jay Harden with this new coach? But, man, I'm not excited about – him going to Brooklyn, like to me, I mean, it's not about, you know, ruining the competition of the league. It's just about pure fit. Like who, who is going to take, not about, not even about the last shot. Like who's going to take the majority of the shots? Like there has to be at least one alpha dog. And I'm not sure, you know, coming off the Achilles tear, I'm not sure Katie's like at a point just yet where he's going to be that alpha dog every single night. You know, I think that's kind of why he teamed up with Kyrie to kind of give himself a little bit of, you know, Time to ease back into that role. I'm not saying he can't get back into that role, but you know, I think he might need a little time. Wall said he was 100. percent I mean, I got, I got to see it to, I got to see it to believe it. That's all. He is now though, bro. He has. I, I just got to see it to believe it. You feel me? Like people were saying, Ben Simmons was shooting threes last season. He took one or two, not to compare the two, but you know, I just got to see it to believe it. That's all. But, uh, you, but you put Jay Harden in that mix. I, I just I really don't see the fit, man. Like he's a very much ISO player. So unless somebody really changes the way that they play or like their their fundamental way that they play every single game, then it's gonna be a very tough fit. Okay. Kendall, let me get your thoughts, man. Do you think this is a good fit out there in Brooklyn if they're able to bring Harden in? And uh how what does this say about the Rockets? It it'll definitely be a good fit. Remember, they used to play with each other. Harden and um in KD, so they had that camaraderie. Um, I just believe that they would need a, a additional piece, or you know, far as on the defensive end, because they're going to need some defense. Like KD can play defense, Kyrie ain't really that good on defense, Harden not really that good on defense, so they're going to need some perimeter, um, you know, uh, blocking. They're going to need uh, some other hard nosed type of players, but I definitely think that they can, you know, make it work because. Just think, if if Kevin Durant is off, they got James Harden. If James Harden off, they got Kyrie Irving. You know, any any one of those three, they can carry the whole team for that day. So if they want to win championships, um, I definitely think that that would be a great move. But I don't see why we really having a debate on that because it's it's the consensus amongst the people saying that. Oh, that's a weak move. That's this, that's that. Man, it ain't no different from the other big three. So if he want to win the championship, he need yeah. to go there. For me, the only difference is just fit in this occasion. Like, uh, not to compare in terms of like weak move, strong move. For me, it's just like three. I mean, I'd probably say two, two MVP caliber players, like right now, MVP caliber players, like Jay Harden. For me, he was just leading his own contender. KD respectively has been leading his own contenders for a while. Like Kyrie was trying to do the same thing with Boston, didn't necessarily work out, but, you know, he's kind of been trying to be the lead dog. So, to me, I just don't see where their games kind of mess, considering, like, Jay Harden, 
he's very best with the ball in his hands only. Like, I haven't seen Jay Harden cut off the ball in a long time. You know what I mean? Uh, Kevin Durant's gotten a lot better with that, especially playing with Golden State. You feel me? Moving without the ball and stuff. But Kyrie's kind of a ball stopper, too. So, like uh, Ken said, they definitely have to bring in some defenders. It would work from a talent standpoint because, you know, if one's off, obviously you got a 30-point-per-game score on the other end. You got two of them. So, if one's off, it really doesn't matter. If two's off, it really doesn't matter. But they got to fortify with some defense and maybe some – maybe like a real playmaker. Because I like Kyrie as a playmaker, yeah, but that's he's, all not they a, need he's, not, he's not a traditional playmaker, bro. Yeah, that, all they need is some defenders. That's it. Like, <laughs> those three uh, carry a team. Yeah. They don't I, need I, nobody else. I, I make the move because you got – you know I couldn't wait to get on this, dude. You got LeBron James trying to kill a lead. All he want <laughs> is good players. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, oh I'm tired of this dude, man. I really am. Like this dude, he want every good player that exists in the NBA. This dude would not care if he had. You think Dennis Schroeder is, is, on, is that on, monumental on. of a yes. move? Let me, let me. He's an elite player. Let me, let he me. He's a superstar, but he's an elite player. Let me respond to this before we go off on a tangent, man. Uh, I, I think it. I think it's a. I think it's a good move. At the end of the day, I, I definitely wouldn't like it, I, me personally, because I, I feel like it lessens competition, definitely in the league. Because once you have, once you stack up three Hall of Famers, it's like, all right, come on, like, you, can't no other team go against that unless they have two or three. You know what I'm saying? So it's automatically cutting out the dynamic duos that we've seen this season to where it was way more interesting, and also. One thing I would like to highlight is this shows you that Harden is really definitely serious about leaving Houston. Because for me personally, me and Cot was on the phone talking about this yesterday. I always looked at Harden as a player that, all right, I'm going to do it for the bag. You know what I'm saying? Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But to see him turn down the first $50 million a year contract for two years lets me know, yeah, it's, it's bigger than money for him now. Because he already know I'm going to be one of the highest paid out regardless. Now I got to look around at the people that surround my draft class. Oh, Curry got rings. Oh, uh, Durant got rings. Even LeBron getting rings. You know what I'm saying? Thompson getting rings. Draymond getting rings. Kawhi getting rings. You're looking around, and it's like, damn, it's looking like me and Russ are the only two out here without rings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I definitely like how hard is, um, it shows me that he's serious about it. And like I said, I definitely just don't like the move just as a competition standpoint. But I feel like it it definitely worked. They have to get rid of a lot of get rid of, of a, a a lot of good talent, young talent that I like, which is Karis Levert. We seen him able to put up fifty point games, um, so he he's a good piece to have. And I this is another thing that a lot of people aren't mentioning. It's perfect. We got the guy there who believes in him. You got Dan. True. Dan Tony's there. You know what I'm Dan Tony can't coach. I don't know if that's a good coach or a bad way out of a though. puddle, man. That dude, man, he cannot coach, bro. That's the I worst coach. He, he got to be the worst, uh, most overrated coach that exists. Nah, they got to be Curry. I mean, uh, Curry. My fear, that's my fear Curry. with Brooklyn is that they, I, definitely, I definitely think, uh, like, with, with – um, with Dan Tony, it's definitely just more of like a, a familiar a familiarity thing with Harden, you know. And uh, like you said, him playing with with KD, like it's it's history there. You know what I'm saying? It's chemistry there. So I definitely don't feel like it'll be something that's too far off. 
Um, and just uh, just to speak on Houston a little bit before I let Kata in here, I definitely think it's just it's, it's disheartening, but it's, it's disheartening for me for, for uh, Steven Silas because he's a young, well, not even young, well, relatively young. Nah, he's young for a coach. Uh, to the, yeah, to the coaches in the league, but young black coach and two Hall of Fame talents leave before he could even step foot into the facility. So it's like, damn. It's like you are already starting at a rebuilding process where you had two Hall of Fame guys there already. So it'd just be interesting to see how they'd be able to pick up and see what they'd do with a lot of these young pieces that they'd be getting for, uh, excuse me, Russ and Harden. Kyle, let me get your thoughts just on this whole thing, man. Man, so I'm going to first start off by saying that if this, let's just say hypothetically, this trade does go through and Harden does go to Brooklyn, just because you have the most talent or team seems to be the most talented. It doesn't mean that you're the best team and basketball. I feel like it, it's, it's all about, like Nate was saying, it's about fit. It's about uh, cohesion. It's about how, how these guys can play with each other. I feel like if it does happen, each one of them are going to have to adjust their games. Um, major. Major. Because you cannot have, you cannot win in a system where, okay, we, we coming down each time on the end of the floor, we trading, Who's taking turns with ISO, with ISO ball, ISO buckets? It's, you're not going to win like that. I mean, yes, you will win off pure talent uh, in the regular season from certain against certain teams, but when you start getting to that Eastern Conference Finals, um, Finals games, and you're playing against the best of the best in the league, that doesn't get it done. Um, now, I, I will say to that point, I don't think I think that um, it can work because we're talking about three players who are all veterans now. They're all um, established, and I, I'm a I'm a believer that players can change, players can grow. The older they get, and if you really want to win, you make those sacrifices within your game in order to be the best team possible. So I would personally say that Harden, um, Harden to me has proven that he is a very gifted creator when he wants to be. Um, so, and and I would put him at the point guard position, put him at the one. Throw Kyrie at the off guard at the two, which he basically played in Cleveland with LeBron. Uh, and that's where he excelled the most when he was at that position in his career. And and ultimately, of course, we all know who Kevin Durant is, best scorer in the league. Um, and, and I feel like the biggest thing is Kyrie Irving and James Harden have to realize that if that happens. They have to realize that, that he is the he's the guy, he is our scorer. Um and they have to, you know, play off of that. I mean, we're talking about arguably top one, two players in the world, you know, all time great. So um, I personally, I'm not going to say it can't work, but uh, I'm not going to say that it can either because egos also getting in a, get involved. You know what I mean? Uh, Harden has a history of guys who play with him, or at least a new wave Harden. They they haven't gotten along. You look at. Uh, when Dwight Howard went to Houston, you look at when uh, shoot his right hand man Russell Westbrook, Chris uh, Paul, Chris Paul. Um, like so, I feel like Harden's going to do like if he's if he's making these sacrifices, man. Shoot, he just said he's sacrificing a hundred fifty million dollars a year to get there. So I feel like some other sacrifices uh, have to come along with that as well. So he has to realize that um, he has to, he has to be a. I feel like he can be that player that that facilitator, but that will have to be his role. I mean, so I mean, I I think it could work though. I feel like it'll be exciting, and I don't think that I feel like the league is so is talented enough at this point where it still doesn't guarantee him 
a, a championship, uh, at least not the first year. Because you look All at right. you look at that Bucks move. Um, I feel like right now that Bucks starting five might be the one of the most balanced starting fives in the league. Um, and that's what everybody so, was saying about the Clippers too. So, so you so, really never so, know at the beginning of a season. It sounds so good on paper. Miss the dribble, dribble to run the point guard. Have you seen Harden? Harden can pass though, bro. I mean, no, he can. Yeah, he can pass in five seconds. In, with the five seconds on the shot clock, he can. He nah. sure can pass. Nah, that man do not look. I don't know who hold the ball him long. Long. I don't know who hold the ball longer. Him or uh, LeBron James. I don't know. I'm going for Chelsea. Six seconds on that shot clock. By the time they make a move, I don't like that. that I would rather. I would rather Kevin, Kevin Durant. That can't happen when you got Kevin Durant. Yeah, on the that, that can't happen. And can't and Kyrie happen. is, but Kyrie is also a ball stopper. Like he's not a gifted passer either. You know, like I wouldn't say he's a gifted passer. I feel like he's a pretty okay passer. Like if you look yeah. at his assist numbers, they they reflect like an okay playmaker. Like he's not he's not an elite playmaker. Right. Uh, they definitely would need like a floor general. Um, I think if they're not going to use Jay Harden as the point guard, because to Kyle's point, he can really pass the ball. But you know, as somebody put in the comments, it's going to take a real dedicated effort for right. him to like lean into that point guard role. Right. Or like, okay, still get your buckets, but. 36 points is, is just too much. That That's too much of the general share of, like, points at that team. He's not – if he goes to Brooklyn, he'll never average over 35 again. Like, you know, that's just too many points when you got the ball to share with KD and Kyrie. But he could average around, like, 28 and, like, 9, 10 assists like he was doing. He almost averaged a triple-double that year he won MVP. So, you know, I see no reason he can't do it. But to Ken's point, that's not really his natural tendency. He would really have to, like, lean into that role. Like, all right. I'm the point guard. You feel me? Look. I'm making sure Kyrie and KD getting the ball. It's either you want to win or you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that lets me know he may be he may be uh willing to compromise just because of like I said, him take not taking that hundred million for two what? years, whatever that odd amount of money was. Uh that that lets me know that he he knows somewhere that he has to compromise and like you said, thirty six points a night for him is not gonna get it done at the end of the year. Um, also one thing too, just, uh, just to keep in mind, like if things do get tight at the point guard position, you also got a seven foot guy that could push the point there. You know what I'm saying? Like Durant could can make things happen at the point guard position as well. We seen him do that in um, in uh, Golden State. So that it'll just be interesting. It's, it's a lot of things that have to work out. Granted, this is not set in stone. This is not official. They haven't made it official yet but this is something that's definitely definitely cooking hot on the stove right now but let's go ahead and keep yeah, it moving. can i say one more thing about this topic i'm gonna loop it back into something we talked about a few months ago we were talking about like the steve nash conversation and about how kind of like it was a little bit of privilege and obviously a little bit of the homie hookup i think you know situations in brooklyn and the situations in houston don't like illuminate that point to the fullest extent because you had a guy in steven silas who Black young man, like Micah mentioned, who's kind of been working his way through the ranks. He gets handed a Houston situation that's about to be pretty shitty. Then you get Steve Nash, who's get handed a situation who he might fall into the lap of three Hall of Famers having no coaching experience. So, you know, just to kind of loop that back in, just to show like the opposite realities of kind of how it is just for black coaches and white coaches. And even though, you know, we got a little bit more positions filled, uh, it just kind of shows a little bit of the disparity. So I kind of just wanted to bring that up and just kind of loop that back since we had talked about it a few months ago. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's definitely a good point. 
And it is like I said for Steve for Steven Stylus and Stylus, it'll definitely be hard, man. And he's about to start the the rebuild process. So salute to him. Good luck, champ. And uh hang in up. <laughs> I wish you were ahead and get on to the to the other Rockets superstar. Another one. Um Westbrook. And I need to know from you all where he's going. I'm gonna start it off. Um I got him and I, you know. Hank, hey, I'm at fault for this. Because our guys, did y'all hear me? Did I cut out? Yeah, you cut out. Okay. Hey, blame me if y'all want to. But, hey, I think he's going to New York, bro. I really think he's going to New York. Uh, Unlike Harden, like, I didn't didn't see Russ declining – like money and stuff like that. I feel like he wants his contract that he has right now to be fulfilled. There's nothing wrong with that. I feel like uh, uh, New York would be the ones to do that and that'll put him in the largest market in the NBA, you know? So granted, there isn't um, asses and seats yet, but still it's one of the it's, uh, one of the largest markets in the NBA. And Russ in New York, it just makes sense, man. Fashion week, you know, it's just different. Hey, we, we needed another superstar um in the madison square garden and especially especially somebody that's uh fashion fashionably aware of himself so definitely that that part of it makes sense and one team just on the sneak that i got in there is is the atlanta hawks mm. just because i'm aware huh but you got what a section in the stadium where you got them <laughs> I, got, I, I got them. I got them. Possibly looking at uh, Russell. And I granted, I didn't see anything like that that came out. But to me, it kind of just made sense to me. What uh, having him there and just having somebody else that could be there with Trey Young at the at the guard position in the front court in the front court that could do something other than just spark it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I definitely think that'd be a good move, especially with John Collins there. Um, John Collins is a 20 and 10 player. So uh, those are my two teams, but I, New York for sure, man. And if New York, I swear to God, bro, <laughs> if we don't get at least one, like, bro, like at least one, because we already missed on CP3. We already, you know what I'm saying? I ain't even say nothing about that because we, we were supposed to get CP3, but I ain't, we ain't get them and I ain't even trip. So, mm-hmm. hey, I, I'm just letting you know. If we miss out on one of these niggas, man. You done with them? Let me get your thoughts, Nate, man. Where do you think Russ is going, man? Yeah, I like the Russ to New York move. It sounds great. Like, it would, it would be a great storyline, him going right across the street to New York, you know, to kind of continue that battle, him and KD, you know, they wouldn't win nothing, but they'd be that little scrappy team across the way. You know, he'd be a great leader for a franchise that needs, like, a clear culture. Russell would be that. You feel me? Come out, work hard every day, you know, strap your boots up, you play hard. That's kind of what New York needs. So I like it, but, you know, I'm going to go with Charlotte. Uh, I Ooh. think – it would kind of service Russ well to go back to a small market team. Um, you know, he he succeeded pretty well with OKC, a small market team. Um, I think with the Rockets, it was a lot going on. Uh, this type of media stuff, like, you know, the trades and all the reports about unhappiness, that's not really Russell Westbrook. Like when he was with OKC, none of that type of stuff really came out. Uh, now being in a bigger market in Houston, you know, it seemed to be a lot more drama. So I like him going with Charlotte. 
Uh, they got the assets to trade for him. They got picks. They got expiring salaries like Nick, Nicholas Batum's. And you got the Jordan connection, him and uh, him and Michael Jordan. So, you know, at least it wouldn't be a weird jersey matchup. You got the Jordan on Jordan. You know, that would be cool. And, uh, you know, give the range back to him. Him and Devontae Graham could be an exciting uh, front court most definitely or backcourt uh, most definitely. So, you know, kind of teach those guys down there to play well, uh, you know, learn under Russell Westbrook. He may not be the guy anymore, but I still think he's very valuable, as we saw like two years ago got a team to the playoffs that really had no business being in there. So I think he could scratch in the East Coast uh, playoffs, at least in Charlotte. For sure. Nate, let me – I mean, Kyle, let me get your thoughts, man. Where do you think Russ is going? Man, it's always hard to tell when um, trades are involved uh, because, it, like, it always happens. We've seen multiple cases where somebody just, just ends up going somewhere completely random out the blue. So – um, I'm going to have to agree with you, though, Micah. I think that uh, New York will be an ideal situation um, for Russ. The only re- reason being is because Russ has shown that uh, he's at his best when he is on a team with uh, not too much talent around him. No disrespect to, to the Knicks, but we know what's up. Hey, it's just the fact. It's just the fact. So uh, I think that uh, it will be a good move for him, like you said, Russ is a super exciting player, but yeah. I mean, I ultimately don't think that I feel like the Knicks will also be a good fit because I, I don't see Russell Westbrook helping out any contending team right now. I feel like he he brings a, a, a totally different dynamic with him, with him and with the, with his play. Um, therefore, I would I would like to see him with New York because I feel like he can do his thing, uh, be the soul soul of the team, heart and, and you know. Uh, and also, it's a it's a big market. So I would rather see him in a in a big market now, whereas like he's already experienced. To your point, that he's already experienced a small market in OKC. Uh, Russ is an outgoing. He's a um, you know energy type of guy. I feel like he fits the mold of a of a New York City. Like he can handle all the pressure that comes with it. Uh, the big media. He he's that like he that's his personality. Um, yeah, he's from LA, so it's not too far off in terms right. of size of city. And also, Nate, you made a great point. Uh, real, quick, real quick, Kai, because you, you you know you one of the, the drippers of this podcast. But just think of the fits that he gonna get off in New York, bro. I mean, he definitely gonna get off. He gonna get off some hard ones, some, yeah, some Russ, real booth ones. Russ hit or miss, though. Russ hit or miss. Oh, like that will give me. I think some of us consider drip just because he a. Uh, uh, in the league, if he was yeah. running, running on the street, he'd be getting sparked around that way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I think uh, I can't, I can't really call it. Um, but mm-hmm. if I had to choose a spot that I would like to see him at, it would be New York. Yeah, uh, can Kendall, let me get your thoughts, man. And just uh, before you go, like uh, one of the people in the comments said, section said, um, one of the the trade uh, rumors that have just came about is John Wall. Uh, John Wall for Russell Westbrook to um, the Wizards. So let me get your thoughts on that, Ken. Where do you think Westbrook is going? Do you think the Wizards would be a good look? Um, and do you have another team that would be a good look for Russ? Yeah, I, I have a good team. I have a team that I feel like will probably take them over the edge, to be honest. Um, over the edge? I think it's. I think it'll take them over the edge. Um, but look, 
I don't think them. It, it depends on what mode he in. If he's in, just in the mode to just rebuilding and helping somebody, you know, get to the playoff, and he in uh, championship championship contention mode, then I would say I will say New York. But if he's trying to win, I would say you know because uh, I I hear that uh, blood cell is supposed to be getting traded. If I was them, I would make that trade. I would try to get to get to Milwaukee, huh? Bless already traded. He gone. Oh, he's already traded. Okay. But it, I, I would basically be trying to get to Milwaukee, to be honest, because I think him, uh, him and um, you know, at the Kupo, they'd be a good, they'd be a good match. You know what I'm saying? Because he they basically up, uh, brought with with blood cell brown. Michael, what you looking like that for, man? <laughs> you might not have seen huh? the trade. Yes, so yeah, but let me let me uh, inform you of the trade real quick. So what happened is Drew Holiday and um who else was it? Just Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday for Steven uh, Chenzo. Yeah, I seen I seen it, but okay. So when I read it, it was supposed to be like this possibility thing. So they actually made the trade. Yeah, it's official. Okay. All right. But still, I th I still think that he should go to Milwaukee, you know, because they have everything that he needs there. They got, you know, um, they got big men that play defense. They they hard nose. All of them, they do what they um, they do what they supposed to. It's just that they choke. Well, he kind of can't shoot in, in last and, and minute. Russ can't shoot. He's a mid range shooter. He a, choker, he a choker too, though. He could he could pass the ball. That's what he I'm saying. Really a so you get you like that either, though. No, he so was as one of the. So I'm gonna say this as he being one of the best shooters I ever known, right? And you said look, I say that, huh? You said you say? what? I said as me being one of the best shooters that I've ever known, and being and being a uh, student of the game. <laughs> Cut the crap, man! All right, so no, I ain't say nothing because I, I didn't see you work. Hey, man, somebody. Look, all right, whatever. So, as I just stated facts, that was facts. Now, the rest of it is my just my opinion. But um, so basically, you know how uh, Harden is like a hard nose. He just a uh, one of those players just get to the body, you get to the uh to the cup, you know, basically at will. So when you got somebody like Antetokounmpo trailing him, and he's getting to the hole at will, and you know he's a great he's a great uh, offensive player. He's a great mid-range player i believe that and he's a good passer remember he had two straight seasons he was patting his stats to you know get a triple double so as well as lebron as as lebron lebron is the biggest stat pattern in in the nba i thought you was talking about passing ability i was about to say no he got he, he got great passing ability my question, my, my question is this about Russell, bro. Considering what you saw from, from Milwaukee this year, seeing why they lost to the Heat, do you not think that it was serviced them better to bring in more shooting and defense like Drew Holiday? Because their backcourt was so bad in that Miami Heat series. Bledsoe, Wesley Matthews, George Hill. I mean, George Hill, he had a few solid games. You know, I'll give him his credit. He's not supposed to be a starting guard in the conference finals. You know, that's not really his responsibility. But Bledsoe who can't really shoot. And, you know, Wesley Matthews, who's an inconsistent shooter, they kind of crowded the lane up for Antetokounmpo. So, you know, Drew Holiday opens it up, and then they brought in Bogdanovich. But if you bring in Russell, you know, him and Giannis kind of do the exact same things, actually. 
Besides maybe pass, pass. though. That's the difference. But that's not, but that's not what actually, they need, though. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. With Blusso, you can you can Blesso, double team. Him. You, I mean, you can if, when you have him, you literally can double team Anticupo. You cannot double team nobody when you got Russell Westbrook on that court. Did you see so the way that, the Lakers were playing James Harden? They doubled James Harden and, and left Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Like legit, left him being in the paint. Unless he be, man, he's a good mid-range shooter. I can, I can guarantee you, he's a good mid-range shooter. I'm not going. He was, he was. He's not. He still now. is. I'm not going to jump off the cliff and say they. Oh, he's not a. He shoot better mid-range than he than he does. You know, from the three-point. Now, if you talk about the three-point shooting, then I can, you know, somewhat agree. But, but the man has a great mid-range. In today's day, but you need a three. three in the floor is three-point shooting though. Mid-range, yeah. you guys. I mean, you can still essentially compact the paint. And still contest a mid-range shot. You got to be able to have guys who can stretch the ball out behind the arc. Chris Middleton is a better mid-range player. That's why I don't think they need like a mid-range guy. Chris Middleton's like really, really good in the mid-range. You feel me? In that little post-up, 18 to 23, 18, 20 feet. He's a really good at that turnaround, you know, face up. So I don't think they need mid-range. I I think they need a floor spacer, which honestly, I don't think Drew Holiday is either. Uh, you know, maybe they try to find some room, get somebody like a JJ Reddick or you know, try to look for a Duncan Robinson in the draft, but they do need, they still need a sniper. I think that is still gone unaddressed. Both we, we True. about to get to Milwaukee next. But um, another team, just last before we go on to Milwaukee, uh, to this next topic, um, another team I would look at possibly is Toronto, too. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that would be a good situation for them, especially with with OG Ananobi there, um, Pascal Siakam, Van Vliet on the on the walkout. So, um, damn. Nah, it may not be because Kyle Lowry will fuck around probably still there. I'm, I'm going to recant that. I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take, <laughs> take that back. Nah, let, let's get on to this next one, though. Uh, we got the Bucks making a run at Giannis. And like we just said, we we, we brought up Drew Holiday. We brought up Bondanovich that they just uh, recently acquired. They uh, traded away. Drew Bledsoe, um, George Hill, and three first-round picks for for Drew Holiday and for what did they get for for Bogdanovich? Uh, it was probably some picks. Probably some of those picks was for him for as well. Bogdanovich. Yeah. yeah, they gave up. They uh, yeah, for Bogdanovich, I got it right here. They gave up. Damn, shit. Uh, they gave up Dante Divincenzo, Ilyasova, and uh, DJ Wilson. Okay, so yeah, so they gave up more pieces for him as well. So uh, I need, I just need to get y'all thoughts. Do y'all think this is uh, a, a good run for the Bucks to keep Giannis? Because I, uh, what Giannis had made uh, known before the free agency and everything started and everything opened back up is that if they don't make a run at getting like new pieces and are focused on winning, he's definitely out the door. So do y'all think this is a, a good enough team and situation? to take the Bucks over the edge, man. Kyle, I'm going to start it off with you. I'm going to say no, personally. Uh, I, I, I think it is an improvement from, from Eric Blesso, but I feel like somebody in the likes of Chris Paul uh, would have been e- an even better suit than, than Blesso, I mean, than, uh, Drew Holiday. Like, uh, to Nate's point, he just made that Drew Holiday, I feel like he – 
he's he's definitely a solid veteran. He's going to bring it on both ends of the ball. I feel like he can stretch the floor better than Eric Bledsoe did. Gets a little different dynamic. But they still needed that pure facilitator, pure point guard in Chris Paul. Uh, well, well, Chris Paul would have been ideal in my, uh, my eyes. Um, but Eric Bledsoe, he, he – I mean, I keep my fault. Um, Drew Holiday, I feel like he, he doesn't push put him over the edge. Bogdanovich is a good pickup as well. But ultimately, I don't think that he he can be that much of a differentiator either because, I mean, he, he was, he's, he's, a, he's a good shooter, definitely, no question. But how good of a player is he really? What is his, what is his ceiling? Um, so, I mean, I, I think that uh, the team that they're – I mean, let's, let's be real. They, they won 60 games with the teams they had um, already. Do they be better than that? Um, I don't see them being better than Brooklyn with that. With even if Brooklyn never gets, um, even if Brooklyn never gets hard, and I still like Brooklyn over them personally. Um, I, I think that uh, if if Philly is able to acquire a a, a James Harden in a trade, because I, that was also in the, in the rumors that they were really looking at Philly as a destination for him. Uh, I, I think Philly can give them some bump. Even the way they're currently constructed, I think that they could uh, bump with them still. And uh, so I, I personally, I mean, it's it's an improvement, but I don't think it puts them over the hump. Because even if they do make it to the finals, I don't like that team over the Lakers or anybody or the other contender teams in the West. So I'm, I'm going to say no. I think I think Greek Freak is ultimately going to be out the door. Man, uh Cod, I'm right there, right along with you, man. I, I definitely think it's a, a a better situation than what they were with um, Eric Bledsoe and, uh, and the other guys, George Hill, Ilyasova, even Tempo and DJ Wilson. I definitely think it's a better situation than what they were in. But losing all those pieces, they lose a lot of uh, a lot of the bench, so it's going to be scarce on bench. Now they got to start picking up new talent on the bench. Uh, as opposed to already having talent that was already inside the uh, inside the building that already knows how to how everything flows and been with people for a couple years now, so they got a lot of uh, a lot of people that were that were uh, part of that were a part of the success walking out the door, and I just think that um, like you said, those guys they're good players, but they're not anything significant enough to make a run at a at a championship. Like I get it, they they. Can mess around and win the first uh, round. I still see a team like Miami that could still take the head off. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it'll just be interesting to see what happens. I, I definitely think um, Giannis is out the door, but before we see him go, it'll probably be a signing, uh, a signing trade type situation because I doubt he'll let himself let that contract run out, then sign for less or somewhere else. I'm sure he'll. Um, do a sign and trading and get find his way out to Miami some type of way because the money's there for him for sure. Um, Ken, let me get your thoughts, man. Hey, first let me let me say um, to before we get too far ahead to uh, convos create change. Mm-hmm. It says uh, the only thing Westbrook will accomplish in the NBA in his NBA career is some more triples in a season record. I disagree. I definitely believe that this dude is um, he's he's going to end his game. He's going to uh, definitely make some adjustments, you know, in order to where he can adjust uh, for a team and be that right personnel. You know, I don't think I don't believe that he's going to always have this. I'm the dominant, you know, uh, player type mentality. 
you know, even though Kobe and them, they never lost it. You know, I believe that he would definitely um, make those adjustments because unlike them, he he doesn't have a ring. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely think he would change. But uh, uh, far as like, what's the um the other topic that we were just talking about? Uh, I was saying, do you think that the the Bucks are making a solid run at keeping Giannis? Do you think um, adding Drew Holiday and um, Bondanovich and getting rid of Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, Divincenzo, Wilson, and uh, what's the other guy? I forgot the other guy. Uh, well, I'll get it first of all. George Hill is just pure bad luck. Anybody that has this man on their team, they destined to lose. You know what I'm saying? This man missed two free throws. It, it, it was just basically given to him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, with him, when you got him on the team, you already know that team ain't winning. So, that's just number one. But far as um, I agree with Nate, uh, I believe Nate said it. Um, or I, I believe it was Nate. I'm not sure. Um, basically, getting Chris Paul would have been a bad solution. Well, that was kind. You know, because Illitator, yes, he was he – was, um, basically everything like he can shoot the mid range he could take a team you know whether it's uh the best players on the floor or you know lesser players on the floor he know how to get the most out of players so to have an individual like that on the team you know to me would have spelled uh, a championship run but to get a drew holiday i mean even though you remember remember you guys got on me for saying that he was one of the uh top point guards you know, uh, I, I, I remember that yeah, so I, I I still believe that you know it's it's huh? He's not top five. I mean, I think that he was nah, good enough. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't want to go that far. He's a good player though. I didn't believe that he was uh, that he's good enough to to make a change. You know what I'm saying? Far as for uh, what they already have in the personnel. You know what I'm saying? I just thought that uh, Chris Paul. And having a backup player, you know, that can uh, that can come behind him would have been the best fit, you know, as far as a point guard, because you know he's going to need um, to to sit down, you know, some games because he's not going to be able to pay, play the full eighty two. So I definitely think uh, they did themselves a disservice by making that match trade. Yeah, facts. Um, Nate, let me get your thoughts, man. Do you, do you think this was a good a good move from the Bucks? Do you think this is a good run, a good chance at keeping Giannis, or do you think Giannis is on the way out, man? Let me know what you think. Man, I think that these deals to me show that Giannis has already kind of given them some type of commitment that he will come back. Because if you look at the assets they gave up, like besides Dante Divincenzo, all everybody else on that team was pretty expendable. Bledsoe had a pretty bad year. George Hill, like Kenny said, uh, you know, he's pretty expendable, solid player, but, you know, not really helping out on the contending front. Ersan Eliasova and DJ Wilson, like none of those names to me hop off the paper like, oh, my God, we just lost blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, if I'm a Bucks fan, none of those players being gone signifies to me that it's over. But to me, why I say I think uh, Giannis is staying is because if you look at the picks that they gave up, it's like, okay, you must have some faith that he's coming back because you've given up five, six picks and swaps. That means if he leaves and you're one of the worst teams in the league, those picks can be very high. So you feel me? I'm not sure they give up those assets if they don't have a commitment because it's like, all right, we we lose picks, but we're in the, if we're drafting like the late first round, you don't really see too many great players come out of the late first round. Like I think those type of picks are kind of overrated in a sense. Uh, but 
this move to me, it doesn't make them the top dog still. I really, really like the Drew Holiday move, uh, you know, bringing a, a very gritty defender. Um, I, he could definitely take the charge of somebody like a Jimmy Butler. Like Giannis, for as good as a defender he is, he's still a big man. You know, I think uh, somebody like Drew Holiday gives Jimmy Butler maybe even a little bit more problems, quicker, used to guarding guards, you know. Um, definitely an upgrade from Eric Bledsoe. But my kind of question comes with the Bogdanovich. I thought that was a little early uh, of a move. I didn't think that they needed to make that move just like, is he the best player that you could have got out this entire market um, to compliment Drew Holiday and, and Giannis? No. He's a, he's, yeah, you know, he, he's a good player, but, uh, you know, I don't really see him. Like, I don't know where the front office got the indication that he's the type of guy that, you know, takes you over the top. He's been with the Kings. He's had some decent success. You know, I wouldn't consider him all-star fringe or anything like that. But uh, I thought that that move was a rush. I thought Drew Holiday was a really good one. You know, they got him off the market before anybody else could. But Bogdanovich, that was kind of a head-scratcher to me. Like, he's he is a shooter. Kind of inconsistent, though. You know, Young still kind of figuring it out. I thought they would have brought in somebody, you know, maybe try to bring in somebody like J.J. Reddick at the price that Bogdanovich is at, you know, uh, and then kind of fill out the rest of the roster. But we'll see. You know, it all depends to me on Giannis's improvement as well. Like, none of, the, none of this matters unless Giannis gets better. Like, he has to get a more reliable mid-range. He has to become a more reliable three-point shooter. And, you know, he has to work on his overall game as well or like you're not you're never going to win a championship if you can't really shoot the midi if you don't really have a post game like he got to craft his game as well and not rely as much on like you know transition offense and dunking and put back rebounds in the playoffs that kind of stuff you know I'm not gonna say it goes out the window but those type of buckets are harder to get yeah and well, one thing you did say about about them having some type of commitment I don't know if they have some type of commitment because as a as an organization, this is the risk you run. You putting it. You just going all in. Yeah, you putting the poker chips to the table. You putting the chips to the table and say, "Hey, man, if it go, it go. Shit, if it don't, we may end up like Houston." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they they may be fucked up after this year. We never they know. They gave up a lot. You know what I'm saying? So it'll just be interesting to see how this uh all unfolds, but. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure Giannis will sign, but I'm, it'll probably be a sign and trade situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely to the Heat, and definitely they'll be able to get some good pieces um, and some, uh, well, nah, yeah, some good pieces, and they'll be able to um, get some some picks back in the draft for sure. You know, but, and the group um, of the Warriors. Just oof. saying, you need to go to the Warriors. That shit happened that day. <laughs> it may be over with for KD and them niggas. For real. <laughs> but nah, bro. Just to um keep it going, keep it on the West uh Western Another Conference. one. Let's get to Dennis Struder to the Lakers, man. I mean, we we heard Kendall talking about it early. LeBron just won all the best players in the world, so he clearly thinks Dennis Struder is a Hall of Famer. So uh, <laughs> let me get some. <laughs> let me get some. <laughs> I never said that, bro. What's your thoughts on Dennis Struder, uh, Kendall? Do you think this is a good move for the Lakers? I think he's a great, he's a great like uh, mid-range shooter, and he's a he's a hard-nosed player. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I think. I I, I don't believe that he's a Hall of Fame type player. Like he's always been a role player, which makes it you know he's like a Eric Gordon. He can give you buckets, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's pretty much uh, Similar a role. very I can, I can great asset. 
he's a great asset to you know what they already have. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not no slouch. He are he always been a role player. So you know, you already know what you're getting from him. So yeah. like I said, the Lakers they want they want everybody that exists in the world that's good. You know what I'm saying? If they can, it'll be LeBron versus three other people. Like you know, if they can make a a five on eight. LeBron James will still put eight players on the court and play against five. That's how that's how selfish and no, I'm serious. Like this dude is like selfish. He he, he's like allergic to competition. That's why you know, like um (laughs) CP3, look, CP3 could have he could have went uh to there, but he like nah man, he want that competition. LeBron like nah man, I yeah, I need I need that competition because I need that uh, I, I need to be greater than Jordan. Look, well look, you would never be greater than Jordan, okay? It's out the window. You lost six championships. You lost the same amount Jordan won and played. So he need to get that out of his head, man, because he I and I, I already told you, Micah, I told you. I said he's gonna watch the last dance. He's going to try to imitate. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, while you doing that, right? Are you booing the guru because you're going to bring you're going to bring that guy out. You don't want to do that, right? <laughs> while you, while you doing that, I'm saying this is what I'm saying that basically LeBron James he wants to play with you know all the best competition, but he want all the accolades. But he don't when it, when it's bad this this dude don't he don't want to uh do nothing but blame his team like i don't i don't, on this on the court i don't like this dude on the court i do not like this dude because he's he's a he's supposed to be a super a mega superstar but he wants all the competition and and he don't want to play against the comp, the best competition so i have an issue with that i probably didn't even ask answer your question but this is personal right now all right <laughs> but no, I, I definitely think um, it's a still of a pick. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely a still of a pick. Um, and I, I know they with uh, with Rondo opting out of the 2.5 million. They, they pretty much knew that Rondo was on the way out, and it was going to be hard to re him up for something that he really wants, which is probably around the eight to ten million dollar range. Um, so it was it was definitely a good pickup to bring be able to bring Schroeder in here. And of course he's a 19 four and four player. He'll be able to contribute more scoring ride wise than Rondo will be able to over the duration of the season. Granted, Rondo was the third leading scorer in the finals, so he was he was able to step it up then and uh and really stepped it up for the season. So I, I definitely think it's a it's a good steal, man. And um I, I don't know, bro. I I feel like to for what you saying about LeBron killing competition, it's to a certain extent, but not as radical as you said. To a certain <laughs> extent, again, AD man, this dude didn't play with almost every superstar but, in the league. But this and it wasn't even not, it wasn't even a All Star game. This, this pick man, is not, this pick is not in, in reference to that though. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, is, look, bro. Uh, hey, as you was talking, just know I was still talking mess about LeBron in my head. Y'all didn't hear it, but I was still talking mess. Cause I can't believe, like, and then, like I said, before you cut me off, I was on my rant. I was on my little rant. Before you cut me off, 
LeBron James, this dude, I told you, he watched the last dance, and now he's trying to have those accolades. So when he's fake emotionally holding his, his trophy, trying to throw the fourth like like LeBron, like I told you he was going to do. I said that. Kendall, don't get me wrong. You feel me? Like, I... I've, I've I've been peeping everything. I've been peeping, you know, how they walk off the court, niggas trying to get the little sound bites in. One more. I, I get all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He, that's, like, he wants that. Type of way. Niggas, did niggas it not supposed to be excited winning a championship? No, I'm, no, I'm not. You're not supposed to hug the trophy? Let me get this right quick. Can I respond to this Dennis Schroeder point? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This was the difference. LeBron James, his is planned. His, he he's already pre-scripting his. All of Michael Jordan was raw emotion, but he's trying to he's trying to when he has that 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 uh documentary that you know they had this oh yeah, you know, it was so hard. Like I was just I was just he hurt. sounds just you like Brian like, online. Come on, bro. Like he this dude he He's writing his own script. It's already written. Kendall. You feel what I'm saying? Like, he, he know what he's going to do if he wins. Kendall. Kendall, let me. He, he knows what he's going to do if he's going to lose. He's going to come ass on his hand if he lose and say, yeah, yeah man. You know, I dunk. Why, bro, sound like I, I end up springing my. Look, when I dunk, I end up springing my pinky toe. Like, come yeah. on, bro. Like, this dude. Yeah. Bro. Let, me, let me step in here, folks, because I, I, I definitely think. Um, it, it's some things that you said that, that's definitely true, and it's some things that's just you feel me. I feel it just a moment. <laughs> I, I definitely think, look, like I said, this pick is not one to say like he's trying to play with another Hall of Fame or something like that, which you already know what you said, and that's cool. But I, I just think that, um, in regards to LeBron, and I, I don't know, you know what I'm saying, and I, I get it, like, like I said, I, I definitely see. Look, the, the post-game shit, you know what I'm saying? Like walking back to the locker room. I get it. I, I hear all the sound bites. But still, if you want to – you like you said, he's turning on last dance. There's nothing wrong with that. So he's watching greatness. And you're going to mm-hmm. imitate greatness, you know what I'm saying, which he's been able to do. He's been able to be great. So if he just following along what he see the first great dude, I don't got no problem with it. One man, I don't think he imitated Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. He didn't see them and say, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go behind the back. I'm gonna try to do the, the craziest passes." And he didn't say that he was gonna shoot threes. Nah, he stayed true to who he was. LeBron don't even know his own identity. Stop it, man. Let's let's let's, let's go ahead. His, his identity right, is let me, Jason let me, Jordan. Let me get into let me get into this shorter, man. Talk on this on this Dennis Struder uh, acquisition to the Lakers. Do you think this was a good move? Um, and do where do you think this places the the Lakers at? Are they still at the top <laughs> of the uh, totem pole? I mean, you got to say they're at the top of the totem pole right now. Uh, assuming they re- retired AD, I see no reason not. Uh, I saw a report that it looks like KCP is going to resign. So you know. Uh, that's positive for them. He stepped up big time after having, you know, a pretty slow start to the season. Um, but I really like the Dennis Schroeder move. Uh, Danny Green, for as good as a shooter he was, uh, he was very, very inconsistent in the finals when it mattered uh, to the point where it actually cost him games uh, or a game, I'd say, you know, wide open looks, missing it. I don't think Danny Green's a bad player uh, at all. But, you know, this is kind of the type of moves you see with a championship team when, you know, you're trying to repeat 
you got to add pieces. You know, you're going to subtract a piece here and there. But Dennis Schroeder, I mean, he's quick. Uh, he's a scrappy defender now that he's uh, has some experience under Chris Paul. I think he's become a, a better playmaker and a much better decision maker under Chris Paul, too. Like that 19-4-4 is very efficient. I thought when he was in Atlanta, uh, you know, he had to do some things he probably wasn't as comfortable with. But I'm not sure if the Lakers view him as a starter or off the beat, the bench piece. But even in a starting lineup, bro, I could see him doing faring very well with LeBron and AD. Very quick, you know, uh, could get by, get by a big on switches, um, can throw that lob up. You know, he played with Nerlens Noel and Steven Adams. Like, those are very two good lob guys. So, you know, he, he knows how to play around the rim. Um, and he can knock down the three a little bit. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a sniper. But to your point, Micah, he can score at a lot better clip than Rondo. Um, he may not give the eight, seven assists that Rondo gives you on a nightly basis. But, you know, he'll give you consistent scoring. Uh, I think that was a great way for Rob Polinka to start it out. I don't think they're done. The Lakers are done just yet, uh, you know, altering the roster as they shouldn't be. You know, you got to get better as a contender. But uh, I think this is a very good start because they didn't even waste any cap space yet. They just shed his salary with Danny Green. And that number 28 pick, like, you know, could be a great pick, could be a pick that nobody even knows about in two years. So, uh, you know. The the thing, the thing too, is just uh, what, like you said, with them getting, getting rid of Rondo, and that opens it up for LeBron even more, and it puts him in a more of a position to be able to preserve and conserve his career for a long haul because him being able to really push the point all the way is, is something I feel like will really help him out, that will help him prolong his career even longer than what it is now. You know? For sure. I see him having another, like, four years off the – another four or five, like, maybe productive years because – like when he gets to the point where he's not really, you know, top notch athleticism, I think he can still be like a, you know, when Magic Johnson got a little older, you know, still an elite passer, you don't, you don't rely on him for the super exciting plays, but you know, if he could be somebody that runs your offense till he's like 40, you know, maybe, maybe 41 at the clip we see in him right now, you don't have to be super fast to be a point guard. Uh, you just got to know how to set the table for everybody else. So I definitely think that helps out his career on the back end. No doubt. Hey, I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta address somebody. Um, convos create change. <laughs> he said, he said, uh, Kidel got on his ten uh, foil hat with the scripted uh, NBA conspiracy theory. Man, what I said is opinion. You know, it, it wasn't nothing factual or whatever. But um, it's all fun and games, man. I do this to have fun, so yeah, I definitely ain't feeling salty. But look, I already know. Just by that comment, you're a LeBron fan, right? I just want to know this, because this is facts. This ain't theory and conspiracy. That man lost more championships than he won. So handle that. I mean, at the end of the day, you feel me? Because you 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 talking all that mess about I'm a conspiracy theory and all, all this other stuff. LeBron James had literally, which is great that he's been to 10 championships, right? He got help from the ref. That ain't conspiracy. That for sure not conspiracy. Cause he um in one championship NBA championship, he found yeah. the hell out of Kevin Durant. He found the hell out of Kevin Durant. We can go back to that one in the championship. You know, they let that one go. LeBron James laid the ball up, nobody in sight. He uh flopped, got the call, he got Draymond Green Green kicked out. After he basically antagonized somebody, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, look, man, this man had help 
You feel what I'm saying? But nah, man, when I talk about LeBron, man, it's, it's all funny games. But I'll be serious as hell. That dude, he he want all the help in the world. This man is nobody like LeBron. I mean, like uh Michael Jordan. There's nobody that this man haven't said he wouldn't play with. Michael Jordan said, nah, that was my petition. That's my competition. I couldn't, I couldn't uh fathom playing on the same team as him. LeBron James, he oh yeah, I'll I'll play, I'll play with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi is your competition, he's your rival. I ain't about to keep letting you address these people in the comments section, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, bro. That was a one time, man. That was a one time. You got to though. Cot, let me let me cause cause I uh they got they gotta start dipping on the second cot. Let me get some thoughts on that. Okay, my bad. Um I, I like the move, man, especially uh if they think that they're if they expect to lose Rondo or Creation. Um I think that they didn't they don't miss a beat by picking up Dennis Schroeder. Yes, they are too different players, but I also think that they, they bring some of the same um, tactics as far as how they play. Uh, both great defenders, um, both both very, uh, you know, they, 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 are, they like to get under the, the opposing team's players, point guard skin. Um, and I, I feel like uh, Schroeder, so even though they bring it, they have two different games, I feel like it's similarities. And I personally think that we could actually see that um, Schroeder, is a better fit for that Lakers roster uh, in the long run. Um, yes, Rondo is a great facilitator, but I feel like they already had a facilitator in LeBron James. Um, uh, so he he's the ultimate point guard. While Rondo did, uh, and tr- typically the Rondo that we know isn't a great scorer, he did play a little above his head in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. And Rondo's a gamer. He's always been a gamer. Um, could, al- could always have the potential to score. Um, and- but never would never play his role. But uh, this past playoffs, he stepped up and, and shattered really well. So I can't take that away from him. But I feel like uh, a, a lot of the things that the Lakers were missing last year was, you know, other other scores, consistent scores, um, especially from the guard position. And I feel like Schroeder gives you that. Um, so I, I, I think it's a really good pickup. And um, definitely – like Nate said, I don't think that they should be done. They should be uh, also looking to acquire a couple other pieces. But I, I like the move a lot. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up because I, these the other topics we could get to um, next week as more uh, trades and stuff, more stuff in free agency falls through. <laughs> but let me just check and make sure I give y'all all the updates. Um, the Bulls have reached out to the Celtics about a trade for Kimball Walker, so we can be seeing Kimba in Chicago. Um, the Andre, Hawks are looking at Gordon Hayward, uh, talking with Boston about Gordon. Yeah, a potential signing trade. So that that would be a good look as well for them being able to get that contract off their books and putting uh, Hayward down here in Atlanta in a good situation. Um, we got Andre Drummond. Uh, he picked up his $28 million player option with the Cavaliers, of course. He better. Uh, hey, I ain't going to lie real quick because we got to talk about this uh, in the group chat. Somebody got to start icing these niggas, bro. And, uh, you know, this is this is goes out to the Nicholas Batons and the auto quarters of the world that picked up $27 and $28 million <laughs> player options. Uh, we can't do that. Like, it's, it has to be something in these NBA contracts that protects the team. Like, all right, hey, man. If you don't average over seven points, you're not getting it. Like, you're not getting this cheese, bro. It's impossible, bro. You know what I'm saying? So 
it has to be something uh, that they do for that. But we have Robin Covered. Robin Covington has been traded to the Blazers for uh, Trevor Reason, a number 16 pick. And That's uh, one of the better moves out there for sure. Yeah, I like that. I like that move a lot. Yeah, it'll, it'll give uh, bring more shooters and a better defender to uh, Portland. I view, I view Covington as almost like a, a, a younger new wave Trevor Reason. Sure. Yeah, like he's a, he plays the exact same role, like a typical three and D guy. Is kind of right. I I think Trevor Reese was like low key the prototype for three and D for a long time, but Robert Covington is pretty much the same same build. Yeah. Then uh, we got Lou Williams and the Mavericks. The Mavericks has been looking into Lou Williams, um, and they have offered an 18th pick and some other pieces. So that'll be something else to keep your eye on. Mar DeRozan picked up his 27 million dollar player option with the Spurs. <laughs> so. so. Yeah, and we was talking about that earlier. <laughs> we was talking about man. that in the chat earlier. I, I, I feel you, though, because the way he said it, man, it's for me to do. If the Lakers want the Lakers won. I, I, I knew that. I knew he was picking up that option, though. No, I, I, I came in the league. Uh, yeah, like, nigga, nigga, like what you had now. You know what I'm saying? Until it's time for you to move, nigga. Sorry. <laughs> They just won the championship. I can't believe they won me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, do something. Uh, the Lakers, they're looking into Wesley Matthews to replace Danny Green. That's um, a bad move. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I'm it, not a fan of that one at all. Y'all, y'all see any more moves out there? Nah, I think that's – yeah, I think it hasn't been too much activity today, honestly. Just a lot of talk. But, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. We liable to hop off this thing and, and get like four or five moves happen. And I that, that'll piss me off. But, <laughs> but nah, man, let's go ahead and check it out, man. Uh, appreciate you all for tuning in. People in the comment section, appreciate y'all. Keep tapping in with us. We're going to keep tapping in with y'all. Like I said, man, this whole podcast is being presented by National Sports Test. So make sure you go over there, like, comment, subscribe. YouTube, IG, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Make sure you go over there, like, comment, subscribe. We got matchmakers coming your way uh, every Friday. We got Kendall, the host of that right there. He's been covering all these little league, uh, not even little league, just uh, youth football games. And uh, they've been going crazy, man, from some of the best teams in the country and the nation. You know, uh, we're bringing that to you. National Sports that is bringing that to you. So make sure y'all keep up with Kendall. Also, the youth too. Sports recap is definitely coming your way from National Sports Chat. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, again, Kendall is keep bringing it. He's blessing you all with that content around the youth football. So make sure you go check them out. Um, what else, man? Uh, also, go check out TOV Sports, man. This whole podcast is being shot by TOV Sports. It's being brought to you by TOV Sports. So make sure you go over there, check them out. Facebook, YouTube, IG, Periscope, all that. Like, comment, subscribe. Till day we said what up he also has a new show a new show coming um the guy so make sure you go be on for that um make sure you just be on the lookout for it it's a lot coming y'all way man so just make sure y'all just tune in um i don't have anything else also nate man make sure y'all uh keep tapping in with nate man he's coming to y'all with some real special so next one coming soon uh after all the trades and free agency i'm gonna update the power rankings and i'm gonna get that out to everybody so you know, just be on the lookout for that. Make sure y'all go check him out. 
Uh, man, after that, man, we out of here, man. I appreciate you all for checking in. Make sure you guys go to the like, comment, subscribe. Now, of course, chat, Mike, and friends. We out of here, yes, sir. Remember how I felt when E got shot? I was riding with the heat around time. Remember first time when we got tried? Ever since then, ain't seen them guys. Remember how we felt when Mishko died? We couldn't pick no sides. Remember the way I felt inside? I was in that cell and the boo had died. Remember how I felt when E got shot? I was riding with the heat around time. Remember first time when we got tried? Ever since then, ain't seen them guys. Remember how we felt when Mishko died? We couldn't pick no sides. Remember the way I felt inside? I was in that cell and watched you die. Yeah, I was in the cell when Ace had died Sent me to jail, you know I'm gon' ride Never gon' care, I'm never gon' cry Sent me to hell, I got baptized there yeah. Run around with that fire They don't need no one feeling inside I can't even hide, I'm criminalized I try to be cool, I'm tryna be nice But it get hard sometimes Shot that nigga in front of the highs And I couldn't sleep that night They say I'm flow cause I've been around the real They know we get live, my cousin got raw right by my dog But I pick my homeboy side How do I see him in front of my people now? I've been living this life, looking real good. They got me in Hollywood. They said that I'm blind, but all the shiny things design the frame. Can't see my eyes, blood in my pupils ain't. Them. I be thinking about death, thinking about shooting. Remember how I felt when E got shot? I was round with the heat, round time. Remember first time when we got tried? Ever since then, ain't seen them guys. Remember how we felt when Mishko died? We couldn't pick no sides. Remember the way I felt inside? I was in that cell and Boo had died. Remember how I felt when E got shot? I was round with the heat, round time. Remember first time when we got tried? Ever since then, ain't seen them guys. Remember how we felt when Mishko died? We couldn't pick no sides. Remember the way I felt inside? I was in that cell and watched you die. Hey, yeah, I be getting on these beats. I be trying to vent sometimes. Boy, you know we had to tie you up with them zip ties. I'm a murderer, I'm a burglar with these grip plies Me and d both stealing cars right off the line You had told on me we got caught stealing that monster dinner Y'all remember I had rocks friends throwing, I ain't even must go to sprint. Look who that I shoot a nigga right now, you think I'm photogenic They call me kill this man, man, you already know I'm living I do remember you had made me feel loving And how you treat me, I thought that you loving I ready to kill you when you call me little buddy you remember too, y'all remember Remember how I felt when E got shot? I was round with the heat, round time Remember first time when we got tried? Ever since then, ain't seen them guys Remember how we felt when Mishko died? We couldn't pick no sides Remember the way I felt inside? I was in that cell and Boo had died Remember how I felt when E got shot? I was round with the heat, round time Remember first time when we got tried? Ever since then, ain't seen them guys Remember how we felt when Mishko died? We couldn't pick no sides, remember the way I felt inside I was in that cell and watch you die